Man, someone asked me today if they have Chilcanos at Blackheart. And I had to be honest. And I was like, yes, but it's like, I don't like the way they make them. So. <laughs> oh, cool. Hey, um, I, someone asked me whether or not you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> and you can't. Welcome to the 551 Podcast. My name is Wes Berdine, and I have with me uh, Corey Schreppel, Mark Fangmeyer, Rodrigo Sanchez Deveria. It is great to talk to you guys. We are doing a, a special uh, post game. It's the end of the regular season for Minnesota United, uh, and uh, they just thoroughly spanked Luchi Gonzalez, which uh, is pretty much my kink. So uh, thank you for that, uh, Minnesota United. Uh, and uh, yeah, 3 nothing win over... Uh, over FC Dallas to end the season. Um, this is we did not record a podcast after um, whatever the last game was. I don't even know the score, but uh, they did something, and then uh, and then it was like I I did the two hundredth episode, uh, and uh, and we just I just decided to take the week off so I could be stressed out about the election. So uh, how's it going, everybody? You know how did yeah. how did you celebrate the fall of fascism today this week? Oh, I, I think we're, I think we've just stopped the, uh, the, the, the tumble off the ledge. I don't yeah. think we've necessarily avoided it. Just, just, <laughs> yeah. Deep, the just the best analogy I saw is like, you know, when you watch a horror movie and they just killed the monster, but there's still 20 minutes left in the running time of the movie. So, you know, something is going to happen. <laughs> Monster's going to pop out of four seasons landscaping and kill us all. <laughs> or, or the dildo no, shop next door. <laughs> it actually just comes out of the ground and just like, it's, it's, it's actually uh, just one of those like inflatable car salesmen. But a dildo. Uh, but a it's, dildo, it's, yeah. it's a dildo the size of an inflatable uh, wavy hand guy. Oh, yeah. that's perfect. Great. Well, we're starting this podcast off right. Um, we we don't have much of because we're recording basically after uh, after everything. We don't have a too much of an agenda other than to talk about the game. But let's start at least around MLS to talk about. Congratulations, Philadelphia Union won the Supporters Shield. Um, they were fantastic this season and. Uh, you know, uh, at least two of us on this podcast. I'm drinking Yingling tonight to celebrate for them. Uh, two of us on this podcast are Pennsylvanians, so uh, congratulations, Philly. Mm-hmm. Fly Eagles, fly, grease those poles. Other things from Philly. I mean, it's a big week for Philadelphia. They had they had quite a lot. I tried to get Alex Schieferdecker on the podcast, but um, he said he didn't watch. The Eagles the game. beat the Cowboys last weekend, so it's it's great. I'm pretty sure uh, Alex is just twerking with Gritty in the streets. So, yeah. Every every video yeah. that was posted, he'd be like, uh, "That's like a block away from my." House. Can you imagine? I, I want I want Chief and Gritty to redo uh, to the uh, Dancing in the Streets, David Bowie and Mick Jagger video. Mm. Or you can call me Al, and which one is Chevy Chase, and which one is Paul Simon? Or I just want Chief to track down the um, Rage Against the Machine Mega Lady. Oh yeah. I mean, that's a lot of stuff. We got our man. That on shit the, was so fucking hilarious. We got our man on the like, street. Alex I out the lyrics, right? Oh. And the guy waving the flag. And I'm like, and the funniest thing is that I've had this conversation with like Issa Watch because she started listening to Rage Against the mm-hmm. Machine. And the first time I played Killing in the Name, I said, okay, what is the song about? And she was able to identify what the song's about. But then we have these like older adults. <laughs> We're waving a flag and singing the lyrics to kill it in the lair. Laugh for like literally five minutes. Yeah. Well, it's like when Paul Ryan was like, yeah, they're my favorite band. And it was like, really? It's really? Like, what machine do you think they're raging against? Yeah. They're, you Dishwashers? A, a vote, a voting machine. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, <laughs> that's, five, that's the 55 one <laughs> meme review of the week. <laughs> We've got more. I've been just uh, glee scrolling uh, memes this week. So um, we also know the playoffs are all set. So the only two as of Sunday night that have scheduled is um, Friday the 20th, which is the maple syrup derby between uh, Montreal and uh, New England at 530. And then uh, the newbie derby between Nashville and Inter-Miami. It's kind of fantastic that they're meeting each other in, in the playoffs. Also fantastic that Inter-Miami uh, 
got in right above Chicago Fire. Uh, you know, just just really, really hitting all my spots there. Um, yeah, and uh, and then I don't know if we want to talk about anything else you're you're kind of interested in with the the playoff matchup. Do you want to talk any at all about the East? Do you guys care about the? Uh... Did uh, Diego Rossi win? Uh, uh, he won Golden Boot, yes. Yeah, yeah. Golden Boot, he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, did uh, Did Rui Diaz get second? I think he did. I don't know. You're the you're the the dude who loves. Well, well, I, I didn't yes, know if he scored he's, today. He's number so two right now. Um, so. and so we've got the the other matchups are Columbus Crew, New York Red Bulls, Orlando City FC versus NYCFC, which is the um you know the pipeline of retiree derbies. Uh, our side of it, um, we got the good top half of the bracket, which is, um, you know, we'll talk about the specific matchup later, but, um, Sporting KC are going to go against San Jose Earthquakes, and then, uh, we're going up against Colorado Rapids, and then we will play, you know, should we get out of that, we will play the winner of Sporting KC versus, uh, uh, versus San Jose, which means that we don't have to face Portland Timbers, uh, LAFC, or Seattle Sounders, which, I feel like, I mean, Sporting Kansas City are a good team, but um, surely that that has to be the the kind of best outcome that we could have had here, we could have hoped for, right? I I think so. I think, I mean, whether or not SKC or or San Jose wins, and and I think we got the easier or easiest of the first round, and yeah, what would be the 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 best, the least worst of the second round. Um, gets a little hairy after that, but we got to get there first. Yeah, I mean, ideally, I mean, we would have wanted to play San Jose in the first round at home because we could just beat them 5 nothing and move on. But you can't get that. And I think Colorado is, from us matching up against them, it's a good draw. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to go against any other teams if we didn't have to. So I'm pretty happy with it. I think if I'm looking at, um, we will have the ho- ho- be hosting, and um, the average high temperature is about 40, 39 degrees. I'm trying to look for this. I, I clicked on the wrong shitty kind of website for it, um, which which is pretty great. You know, thirty nine degree high. I'm sure they'll they'll schedule it for a one p.m. kickoff or something like that on that weekend. Um, yeah. So yeah, and then you know. The other the other stuff watching those those teams go at it will, will be awesome uh, in terms of watching just the playoffs uh, and how they shake out. Um, uh, all right, should we? Let me take a little break here, and then we'll. Uh, oh, let's talk about before I take a break. Let's talk about the acquisitions. Minnesota United signed three players. So, um, Mark, why don't you uh, why don't you give us the Mark watch? Uh, who 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 did they come in? Who came in? Yeah, um, we got. Sam, I think it's, I'm going to butcher all these names except for uh, Foster. Sam Gladel, Gladel. Gladel. Um, I'm just going to say Gladel. Let's just do it. Uh, yeah, Gladel. Uh, yeah, and all these, we got three players from Reno uh, 1868. Reno 911. Uh, Reno, I've almost said that. Like, it's really hard not to say it, like Reno and then just a number. Just don't bother not saying it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, basically, we got Sam Gladel. Uh, who is a primarily played left back um, of the 2020 season. Um, I think, uh, what, like 18 of his appearances were at the position or something like that. So um, he's a left back. Um, Foster Langsdorf, who is a center forward. He actually fe- you saw him feature tonight towards the end of the match uh, against... Best, best new name in MLS. Yeah, Foster, he's Foster either... The people, um, man. In, he's either in Game of Thrones or he is a Bond villain. One of the two. Um, and then we got Kevin uh, Pardida, who is a defensive midfielder. And um, yeah, apparently they, all three of them had really solid seasons at Reno this year. Um, Rest in peace, Reno, by the way. Reno 911 uh, folded shop this week. So it, it, I think it's pretty obvious that um, it was known that the, the uh, team was going to fold. And they were like, well, here's these players. So why don't we bring them in? Uh, and you know we get some depth, and we get to look at them, and you know it's not it's not a bad move. It's very minimal risk. Right? Yeah. So no, did anyone like, else again, have 
any hopes of like since we were buying three players from Reno that Reno might become a USL affiliate until they folded because I did I was hoping that 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 was going to happen because I think Reno was one of the top 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 teams in the in the USL league at least scoring wise. Yeah, no, I mean, I I didn't think so just because I know all the talk about the reserve team for MLS next year, like, is starting to come to fruition a bit more. But, um, yeah, no, and again, I haven't seen any of the contract info about them. I So I don't know what they're signed for or anything. I would assume that they're signed through the end of this season with an option for next season, hopefully the league minimum. Um, and with that, I think it's actually very good kind of work on Mr. United's part because – you're basically paying league minimum for three players for like a month and a half of salary. And it's essentially just a way to bring in some depth. And I mean, it's really just bringing some, like someone in early instead of bringing them in during their winter camp, preseason camp, you're just bringing them in a little bit early for a trial. And yeah. I see really no downside to it. Well, especially when we are, um, we're coming into the, the business end of the season and we're completely uh, wrecked for, uh, positions. We, we, I mean, the list of players that we were missing tonight is yeah, we had crazy. A, we had a ton that were out. Um, what well, one thing that I that I would say to to piggyback off of Rodrigo's point about you know would this be a um, an affiliate or our you know our second team? W- one thing that I'm that I'm hoping that MLS can and would do, especially a team like ours who doesn't have a fully established reserve team academy system is build more partnerships with these USL teams when players are ready to move up that we have good relationships where we send our players out on loan um, and not just a an official affiliate situation like Forward Madison, but just good business relationships with a couple of other teams. I'd like to see that happen um, over the next couple of seasons. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's always tough. We've talked about it a bit on this podcast. It's always a tough thing because you have, um, you know, you've got Dane St. Clair, he goes out, but we need him back. And then he comes, you know, it's a good situation this year, but it's tough to get them out there when we also need to make sure that we have people on our bench. And, you know, it's it's hard for these teams like uh, Forward Madison to depend on these guys. It's much easier for Forward Madison, for example, to play with, to have, like, they started uh, one of Chicago Fire Academy guys who's, like, 17. You know, he would play for them. Um, those guys are the people you can send out. You can't really send out a, um, I don't know, who. I guess you can a Noah, Noah Billingsley, but then you're just saying he's not going to play much part, although he did come in tonight. but Or, this, or Caleb, right, if we had that. Yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these guys who are like, well, we brought them in to be part of the first team to be, give us depth. We can't send them away. Um, that that's the, that's where it's tough. Um, but yeah, I mean, these we've got three players who who give us depth. Who knows if they're uh, any good? Um, but like, good, welcome to the to the team. Uh, and you know, especially since Jeff, Alex, and I played. Um, Remember this guy uh, on the 200th episode. I'm, I'm very glad that the team offered up new content for uh, three new guys who will definitely, I'm pretty sure, feature in future. Remember this, guys? Um, right. I also think it's interesting that now we now Amarija finally had surgery on that ankle. It's weird and, that, that it took him so long. Right, because we were like, because I think a lot of us were thinking, or at least the rumor was, was that depending on where... He has surgery will determine, in a sense, which way we are leaning as a club, whether we're signing them back or not. And I think he had surgery. I don't know if it was, I believe it was surgery here, right? Because he's still here. So yeah, yeah, and he's rehabbing here too. And he's rehabbing yeah. here too. So that that you don't you don't do that unless you're going to keep on investing on a player, right? And it ma- it makes me wonder if his if his um, whatever the buy the 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 purchase clause or purchase price, if that changes at all based on injuries or what his outlook is for next season. But yeah. Yeah. Or if the loan period is just extended to next season. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because his home team defeated Peñarol in the, is it Sudamericana or the Libertadores? He did one of those two. So it's like, you know, yeah. they, they, he, they, they could use him, but like it's, it's one of those, you know, situations that I find really interesting trying to figure out, well, what are we doing? You know, we just signed Foster. We have Kai, and we have Schoenfeld. Now we have 
technically we have four forwards. So like what, what what's going to happen in, in the future, right? Four forwards and, and yet no and forwards. <laughs> and I don't think, and I also don't think any of them are actually, there might be options, but I know if, I don't think any of them are actually signed for next season. So right, kind right. of blank slate. And, and here's the question, right? And, 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 and with the lineup today, Lude was our fifth forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, let's let's take a break before we get into that. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll be back with the uh, three nil. Okay, back on the fifty five one podcast. Hello, everyone. How are you doing this week? Um, all right, we are going to talk about the three nil win over FC Dallas. Um, I don't know where let's start. Let's start with um Bebelo. I want to talk about well no, actually first question is were were we good or was Dallas terrible? Cuz I feel like sometimes you have to it it's uh, it's a both and I can't quite tell if if we like dice, uh, us uh cutting through them was like oh they're just bad today or or we were particularly good. I I think the the first thing you notice was just our pace and how much we pressured the ball and how much we pressured them um you know it i think we had a ton more energy and there's something about we we may have unlocked something i don't want to it's it's a very small sample size but we may have unlocked something with the way that we lined up tonight with that with the front four essentially um i thought defensively we looked pretty good um there's a couple things that I th- thought we um, that didn't look particularly great, um, some questionable decisions. Um, but generally, I thought the energy on the ball and off the ball, the pressuring, the 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 interplay between all of our midfielder forward attackers um, was so much better than it has been in a while, um, at least since uh, Reynoso got COVID. Uh, Mark, were we good or were they bad? Uh, I'm going to say we were good uh, with some qualifiers in that our offense, again, was really good uh, just because, I mean, it was a few episodes back in the podcast, I joked that we needed to do, um, play a double, two, play two tens and do a double pivot at the number 10. And we kind of did that tonight and it kind of worked. And then if you just look, I mean, defensively, we, the defense seemed at times lucky rather than good just because of all the shots that went off the woodwork. Yeah. But that's to be expected when you're playing with your, you know, fourth and fifth center backs and yeah. And you don't have a true, you know, number six out there. That's to be expected. Although I also talked about, we always talked about how we need to have a bruiser as a number six to replace Ozzy. Apparently you just need to cleat, Jan Gregus in the forehead, and he becomes your bruiser number six because t- towards the end of that match, yeah, I thought he was going to like pull a samurai. He sword gave out. zero fucks about anything, yeah. and it was just going after everybody. And the ref, knowing that he let the guy who cleated him in the forehead get away with do and got off scot free, and then he subbed off five minutes later to make sure he didn't like get like a yellow card or whatever afterwards. But like Gregus knew he could get away with. Next to um, next to murder and not get called for a card, and he did, and it was awesome to watch towards the end. I kind of wish that they would have subbed on Kevin Partita and been like, "Yeah, look, buddy, you're never going to play for us. Go in now for five minutes and just kill that dude. Just murder him on the (laughs) pitch." (laughs) Go. I think think it's it's interesting too because, like, at the beginning, when we were like hearing rumors about Gregouche, like all all the scouting was like, "Yeah, this guy's a hothead." He'll give you oh, two yeah, good. He'll give that. you a couple yeah. of games, and then he'll give you a red card, right? And like he's only had one red card throughout his tenure, I believe, right? So far with us, I think only. Yeah, yeah. Earlier this I season, had, I thought he had. I thought he had one last season. Right. So maybe uh, one or two, which is more than I thought he, less than I thought he would from what we would we heard coming yeah. out from other, from other people who knew him better. But like literally, like you know, like if he becomes more physical. He he he's that physical aspect that you need, but that's one thing that at least I've asked him to see. But yeah. of him, but he's not been able to to do that. And apparently, you need to 
hit him a couple of times to be able to or literally just stomp on his face right, with your right, boot. Right, right. Um all right, next question. Or next thing. I want to talk about Babylo. This was uh Babylo finishes his the regular season uh with uh, eight hundred twenty seven minutes he has played. He got two assists and a goal in this match. His first goal um for Minnesota United that puts him at seven assists and a goal um, this season in those 827 minutes. If I know how to do math, and I should have asked you before I hit record if this is correct, um, that would be 8.7 uh, or 0.87 goals plus assists per 90. So I, I think that puts him at eighth in the league behind Jordan Morris. And I say that with the caveat that the database I'm pulling it from uh was not updated for tonight and so you know the the people above him or below him also did things but um but uh, he's fantastic I, I think that um you know he, he uh perhaps we're not going to see a ton of goals from him but um but he's just so good at what he does and i think that we should take a moment to uh to talk about probably one of the best players i've ever seen as a uh uh, as a Minnesota player. If you're going to don't type things in the text, Rodrigo, you say them on the podcast because it's a podcast and it's an, it's an oral. Shut up, thing. man. <laughs> All I got to say is that Reynoso must've been listening to the last podcast of uh, extra time radio where they didn't really rate him that high and decided to go ahead and be like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead today and do that. But I mean, were we good? Yes, our our attacking fours were were decent, but that midfield was wide open. Like there was no pressing whatsoever in that By midfield Dallas. from Dallas. Yeah, and so like whenever, like I've said it before, when we have space and time, like it's 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 a whole different game. And specifically when I we believe, finally the phrase is, it also, uh, "It's over for you, hoes." <laughs> Um, but but I think that when we have space and time, but even with that, when when Bevelo is pressured, and we see this so often, he gets fouled so much, um, which is just natural for a guy of his ability. Um, but he stays on the ball, and we saw that tonight, where they would they would like foul him multiple times, and he would still end up running away with the ball. Um, and you know his um, easy, you know his selfless layoffs for the two assists were fantastic. His, um, you know, his shots often are not with enough pace or power, I guess I should say. Um, but tonight, his his goal, his finish was fantastic. The way it curled, but it was also hit with power. Um, I just, I love watching him play. I one hundred percent agree with you. Go ahead, Rodrigo. That free kick. Oh my gosh, that free kick that he took. Oh, that he almost curled in. You know, right at, yeah. at the second post is like. I wow. mean, when you saw the keeper. Uh, Getting up to his near post, it was just like, oh, please, just just wrap it to the to the far post. You can do that, um, and he ends up hitting the post. Um, you know, both teams hit the post uh, multiple times. Uh, FC Dallas's social media account pointed out that they won the crossbar <laughs> challenge. So, congratulations to them, and congratulations to their very funny social media manager. Um, oh, they're so good. Uh, but but I wanted to ask you about Bebelo's um, positioning. Um, maybe I'll, I'll throw to you, Rodrigo. Um, how does he do what he does? Because a lot of times, and tonight was a weird night, right? Because we didn't have a striker. But a lot of times you see him drop so deep. And tonight in particular, I was noticing how often he was almost playing as a central midfielder. Like obviously he has license to go lots of places. But he was playing so deep because he would be behind Gregush at times and lined up next to them and uh, and not feel like he needs to press. And And maybe it's just the fact that he just is playing you know, free, like he just goes wherever, where, wherever he wants. Um, but how, what does he, how does he do what he does? Well, his awareness on, of, of not only himself or, or where his teammates are, it's, it, it's astounding in a in that sense, right? It's like really impressive how he's able to know where, where his teammates are on the field and specifically where he knows what the next play is coming from, right? Or where he, where he wants the next play to come to. And so like, his movement off ball is just probably one of the nicest things that I love watching of him is just to be able to move without the ball and, and demand the ball. Like someone who wants the ball like a like a 10 should, should demand the ball. And he does. He demands the ball. And it's taken our team a little bit of time to figure out 
how quickly can we get the ball to him? How quickly do we need to get the ball to him? Right? And I think he's been really key, especially on the wings, when you have our uh, our fullbacks making runs, right? Like we've seen him do connections with Metanier, like giving goals perfectly. Um, he's able to do that uh, on, on, on the right side, on the left side, or specifically with, with Lude. I think he's a good connection with Lude, and he also looks towards Finley at times to be... One thing I, I do want Reynoso to recognize a little bit more and get more comfortable with is that we are now, when he has the ball, the center backs are paying attention to what he does, which leaves our wingers and our and our forwards specifically at a right position to be able to just, you know, split the center backs. And if he's just able to play the ball kind of like Hairston did to... to uh, to Finley or like Ja'Cory Hayes did to Finley, has done to has done most of these games. If he's able to just recognize that, it's it's going to be a lot more dangerous. It also requires, you know, we've talked about this. It requires um, whether it's Molino and Lud, Finley, whoever are those wingers to be killer in order to be a successful team. Those guys have to have ten goals each. We Lude, Molino, Finley, because that's where our goals are coming from. They're not coming from our strikers, obviously. Um, Bebelo, you know, got himself free to got a couple shots off, and then obviously got his goal. But he, I don't expect him to have more than five goals a season. Um, I think that, you know, when you think about his seven assists in those minutes, um, I believe the top assist getter this season was ten assists, um, and. That's kind I think of that was cr- Darwin, right? Crazy. No. Um, shoot, I just saw it. I just saw it tweeted. So I, I should have. Uh, um, oh, okay. I know. I know Darwin's up there. Not including tonight uh, is Petuello at uh, nine assists. So I think that there was uh, extra ones that happened tonight. Um, the the database I'm, I'm looking at here is is not. Oh, and and the thing about it is that too is like we we've talked about it when Reynoso arrived. And then, and and the fact that we we understood that the way the system works now is not that we rely on our forwards to score, but we rely on our on our on our wingers to do that, right? And you look at it, I think it's if it's not nine eight between Molino and and Lude, it's close to that in that sense, and 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 that's what you what what the system requires, right? It's like you have your people who can finish. And, and Molino has not been the finisher that we've seen in at least the last couple of games, three or four games. Uh, and he's been hesitant on delivering the ball when he sees openings and hesitant on taking an extra touch and sometimes too big of a touch. And we saw some of that today, but he was able to finish. Well, specifically when he one-times it, he's, he's accurate. And so I, I wish he would just one-time it more. So one thing, one thing, Wes, that you that you just pointed out is, you know, each of these guys is going to be getting ten goals. Lud has seven. Molino, I think, has eight now. Um, Ethan's got four. We've played twenty-one matches. If you extrapolate that out to a thirty-four game season, you know, Lud and Molino both have ten, eleven goals. Mm-hmm. You know, um, at that rate, I think if you had a, a, a Reynoso in there with this kind of configuration, which we can. We could segue to if you want, but um, talking about whether or not uh, what the striker position needs are. But um, I think that's one of the things about why we're not seeing as many goals from Reynoso because he is pulling back as more of that traditional playmaker number 10, which is kind of not not uh, a, you know a, a position that a lot of teams are kind of digging into anymore and, and really investing in. Um, yeah, in terms of him being the quarterback of the team. Yeah, he also um, does not seem to have like um, some of those. Some of those guys in that position have like a bloodlust, right? Like Quintero yeah. wanted goals, right? He would just yeah. like think about it and, and yeah. go after them. And and Bebelo like often will try to figure out the next pass rather than going for that. And maybe that's something that's going to develop in this game. Um, right now, it's not there. Um, and, and yeah, well, that's that's the thing. I, I guess that's kind of the point that I'm, I'm badly trying to make is that, you know, when you we this is the first time that we've had all four of those guys on the field in that configuration before with Molino on the left, 
or uh, Molino on the left, Finley on the right. So we got that speed. We have Reynoso in the middle, and then we have Lud up top, but Lud's almost tracking back at times, almost like you have these four players that are just kind of actively rotating and just kind of dynamically switching, and they're all finding the game based on the rules that Reynoso is creating in terms of what he is going to go after in terms of the game. Um, and so they're all Reynoso reacting to... Yeah, they're all reacting well, to him. Say, he's our dungeon master. That's what he is. He's our dungeon master. So they're all kind of revolving around the decisions that he's making and filling in the gaps based on where they are in relation to him. And I think as you start to see more of that, that's one of the reasons that Reynoso had the goal that he that he did. Because um, he was in that spot. I think you could swap out any of those players and whoever was in that spot would have had that same goal. Not as pretty... And they probably, you know, Finley might have shanked it, but um, I think that's that's the the thing that he brings to the table, and that I would I would love to see more of that next season. He rolled for perception. Uh, Robin Lud can't play on the left, but he can apparently play as striker. Uh, so we came out with a no striker in this match. Um, Kai Kamara had a little bit of a muscle tweak, but he also I think left for international duty already. Um, Aaron Schoenfeld. Uh, also had uh, a tweak. I don't think I heard what it was. Um, we should also say Raheem Edwards was weirdly out of the 18 and not listed as injured. So I, I don't know what's going on. But um, so we had no striker. Uh, Robin Lud was up top. What did, um, I guess I've got lots of questions to ask you guys uh, that I want to talk about. But uh, is there something about this that is replicable? Can we just be like, well, wait, why don't we try this more often? I mean, I, I really liked Rob because Robin Lude didn't play as a striker tonight uh, because that's not who Robin Lude is. What he did is he was like a free-flowing uh, attacking uh, midfielder where wherever he needed to go to uh, put extra guys to cause the defense to pay attention to him or to like just outnumber defenders to like get some pass, some short passing going. That's where he went. He just kind of floated where he was needed. And it did a great job of just opening up other guys because he just like, he created space for everybody. Did we just play and, with four false nines? Is that what we were just like, ah, oh, fuck it. I know that yeah, well, I know that this play team does not play with tactics. And so actually we just played with <laughs> four well, swarthy like, gentlemen like who ran really hard and uh, yeah. Just like just like Andy Grader said in the uh, in the um, in the snack lounge at Allianz Field, they had uh, a bunch of snacks up there, and they had a sign up that, that specifically said "No Tactics." Oh my god! I'm sure some team, some employee yeah. was like, "Oh my god, Adrian Heath is gonna love oh, this." It's like it's like it's like I got, I got it, I got it, I got it. Um, <laughs> I, I I don't want to say it's like four false nines, but yeah, I think it's. For attacking, like, like I was the, the point I was making before we went to this, which is Reynoso, Reynoso is still your guy. He's dictating where things are going, and the other three just float around him. Obviously, with Finley's going to stay on the right and and play for speed, and but Lud and Molino could interchange. Uh, Lud and Reynoso can interchange. Reynoso and Molino can interchange. It gives it a ton of options and it just creates chaos. And Rodrigo, you've talked about this a lot, which is create chaos get the ball knock it outside bring it back in go back outside when you have four players finley you can argue is not really part of that but um his link up play with reynoso has been pretty good is when you have four players that can do that it just causes chaos in terms of man marking and what the the the, the passing patterns are and it it's i think it's replicable like i think you could throw raheem in there I think you could put a Hassani Dotson in there if you really wanted to, and I think it would. I think it could be replicable that way. I think it's interesting. I mean, and I, and I, and I agree with Corey that I think this is just a four false nines, but a, a, a double ten pivot, right? Because um, because if you look at Reynoso and you look at Lude, the bull share is that they love to make that extra pass. They're looking to make that extra pass, right? And I think if if anyone is good at reading lips, um, uh, there's one point in the game where like um, Lude passed the ball to to uh, Molino 
Molina took an extra extra long touch and missed a literally open open goal. And credit to the keeper for coming out. But that's one of those situations where you saw Heat say, "Lude, shoot the ball. Just just shoot it. Right? Mm-hmm. You get the you get the first hit. Shoot the ball." And I think that's one of those things when you have people who can create extra extra make hit extra touches, create that extra space. As as that chaos is going to happen because it was happening, right? And I think. Family plays that role into the aspect. Well, I'll make those runs and try to stretch them vertically. People try to stretch them uh, horizontally, right? Um, you know, and I think that's where Edwards can come into as well too. Come in for a Finley. I don't, and, and I think Dotson can come in in that aspect of it. But I don't. I can't see Edwards or 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 Dotson coming in to replace a Molino, or Elude, or a Reynoso in that yeah. sense because that that's the creativity aspect of it. And um, and, and well, here, I think here's, a, here's a qu- how, here's a question. How many? Let, let's because we're, we're talking about that. How many? How many? Uh, how many of those three do you need to get that? If you couldn't play all three, well, I think the point is that that you you need four of these kind of people who are well. You need the three people who are who are swapping around and moving around and who are interchangeable. And and we know that they these these players this team likes to be fluid like that. Um, I think the main thing that I get out of this is that um, Robin Lude played in the Amaria role, which was that we want a striker who is kind of coming a bit deep and who's not afraid to, who doesn't have to be on the center backs, who can let someone else go and kind of pull people with him. Um, Lude wasn't pulling people with him as much the way a normal striker would, but um, but there was he, he was interplaying, right? Which is not what Toy da, did, which is not what Schoenfeld does. Not what Kai Kamara does. Not what uh, Angelo did. Um, it's literally only what Amaria has done in the brief time that we've seen him and Christian Ramirez. And it's like kind of crazy that we never have. Like I, I know that we obviously did try to bring Amaria. That's a like sliding doors moment for this season. But like we don't play with these. That's obviously how what's trying to happen. And yet we bring in these guys who are like big dudes that Roman Metnier can put the ball to would it be accurate to say that what robin lude did tonight kind of is like the um kind of like the rom detour if you will like he is just the player of oh, space um, where, rom rom doubter yeah um like he the fabled like where when you ask someone what the position is he's like, oh, it's like that's it that's it that's the only person that's ever done it like is he that fabled player that can play that role only second in the world that role is a bit different more specifically, but I think, I think it, I think Lude's position would be what people would call that the false nine position. But but largely, what we're looking for is an attack, um, and not to get caught up on on what we want to call it or whatever. Is we're looking for an attack where we have players who are coming deep to get the ball and allowing others to to run past them. Right where the the one of the quintessential moves this season is uh, what, which, what I think um, Corey described that Jacory pass, and that tonight it was that Marlon Har- Harrison pass. Who I thought he was not very good tonight, but he had a couple great moments, and that was great to um, to Ethan. And Ethan is a really good finisher. Molino is a really good finisher most of the time. Both of them are good, and they are doing that quite a lot. Particularly Ethan. Ethan is a really angular player, right? And he will make that um, diagonal run. And get the ball, and Lude as a striker th- that can can kind of help open up that spot because he can then swap out right and let Ethan come in because Bebelo has dropped deep, and that that kind of movement, um, whatever we want to call those positions, I don't think it matters. Uh, is really interesting to watch. And look, if you have Kai Kamara who's not scoring goals and won't be back, uh, we don't think for the playoff game. You've got uh, Aaron Schoenfeld who's in and out of injury. I think that. Aaron is a pretty decent uh, role player, um, but you know maybe not a striker. And foster the people. Um, we you know we've only we're probably not going to see him anymore. But we, you would not want to start him in a playoff game. No offense to him. Uh, I would definitely start with what we just did. Um, uh, you know you want Lud on the pitch. You want Ethan Finley. You want Molino. You want Bebelo. Okay. Well, why why sacrifice putting a striker out there and? Right, definitely another team is going to prepare for that and be ready to to do something, and so then you have to, um, well, not use tactics, but you know, 
yell at your people. That'll fix it. But I think the interesting thing is that for me, this this roster was probably the the like we've talked about how like Heath has reserved in aspect of using certain players in certain situations or certain games, right? And how like we always want like the mentality is if if you want to win every game, so you best your best eleven out there. And this is the situation where it was playoffs, like it was seeding, it was an important game, it was the last game. You, you want to be able to make an impact, and you put your best best starting eleven out there in the aspect of offense, right? I mean, like your best four out there, because in in the defense aspect of it, that, that's a whole different thing. I, I, I we can we could probably hopefully get into it later, but I I think you know. If if we go back to the Chicago game, which was Kai Kamara's best game as a Minnesota United player, um, there was a lot of trying to beat the center backs, and with Chicago, that's a fun thing to do because it's it's it's, it's extremely possible possible, right? Like Chicago will lose six six five every game, pretty much. Like that's the way it is. Like they can score, but their defense is horrible, right? You know, like um, and so like. There, 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 there were glimpses in that, and when we saw our forward that could beat the center backs, if you play him a ball into space, and that's one of the things that I want um, Reynoso to finally get in groove into with whoever is playing that forward position to be able to get comfortable enough and understand something that he can do. He can split, he can split whoever he wants to with it with his balls. He can split a lot of people, and if you can split it and have whoever wants to it get to that ball and, and finish, that's, that's, that's what we want. So, Let's talk about defense. We kept a clean sheet. Uh, Dane St. Clair uh, has been superb. Uh, he probably only was called really into action a couple times in terms of making a good save. Uh, he, um, you know, I, what do you want to say about the, the defenders out there? We had, uh, we, we had a, a kind of, Patrick lineup, uh, Debassi back out left, um, you know, Glaxol still out. Um, and did they, was it, you know, just, was this a matter of, uh, Dallas being snake bit a bit or were I think we so, uh, but, but also I think, I think we're, we're showing our depth in, in defense, not, not in defensive mid, but in, in our back line, I think we have a lot of options and we have people who know how to, play well together in, in, in most of those configurations. I think I thought Debassi on on as left back is gonna give Chase a run for his money. Um if you wanted to keep Aha and Boxel um together as as center backs, which I particularly like that pairing a little bit more um than Boxel Debassi. But um I think Debassi's runs on the left, the overlapping runs with Molino were smart. They were a little bit more reserved. He stayed home a little bit more than Chase does, but his passes and his crosses are more accurate uh, than Chase. At least, uh, at, you know, just at the with the eye test. Um, so I think that's a good problem to have. Um, Roman Metinier, for most of this season, has. Just he just hasn't looked like the engine that he that he was last year, and um, I'm wondering if that's starting to be problematic. Um, ever since he came back from Afcon last year, it just it hasn't looked the same. I think some of his crosses tonight were just abysmal. Um, looking at the space in front of him, the space in the box, who to pass to, I think some of those decisions have been not so great. If Reynoso's not involved. We need a longer-term uh, answer, and that answer is DeAndre Yedlin. Right, Rodrigo? Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Shut up. Newcastle's <laughs> finest. It's, um... um I, yeah. So, I, I agree um, about Metnir that, that, you know, he, he hasn't quite looked uh, the, the quite the same. I, I don't think he did too much uh, bad or great tonight. He was fine. Um, I do want to say, if Debassi... I, I didn't want to interrupt you, but Debassi at left back, if that's a long-term solution, I will die. He is, I do not want him there. Uh, I, I want, no, not, not, not acceptable. I don't think he's good enough there. I think we need proper, uh, a proper left back to give Gasper a run for his money. Rodrigo? You need, you need, you need somebody kind of like a, you know, like a Nick Lima, Reggie Cannon, somebody like that. Oh yeah, um, there's lots of just Reggie cannons out there, bud. 
Oh yeah, there's a ton of them. I mean, <laughs> you listen, just need a U.S. men's national team fullback. We just we, just, we, we could just pick them off from our academy and just throw them right in. It's totally fine. I don't know what you're talking about, Rodrigo. You wanted to jump in. Sorry. No, I I, I think um, I think one of the things first, Debasi. I think the reason he might have stayed home more this game was the fact that he grew so frustrated with Molino. I guess the Chicago game. I don't know if you guys remember when he made that run all the way from the left side and Molino didn't decide to pass the ball. And because there's no fans at all in the stadium, he screamed in frustration. And like, you could hear it over there. It was like, and I, and I, and I think the bossy serves his purpose. He can do a left back. I, I, I've seen him as center back and I, and I feel that he's much better uh, suited for a center back role than a left back, but he's serviceable. Right. And, and right now, like we don't know what the deal with chases are the rest of them for the playoffs. That could be it. He did get some minutes this game, uh, very few minutes. But can we talk like, about how he's finally made his debut at left wing? Jasper <laughs> <laughs> did come in. The I, I don't think we'll read much into the substitutions that were made because uh, only Americans talk about substitutions. <laughs> but um, uh, it, it was it was basically like we're three three nil up. We need to pull some players off who look uh, like they're hurt, and uh, you know what. Let's put the Reno nine one one guys in and uh, and let's just get get let's see this one out. Um, right, and yeah, uh, I was also I was also sure that Billingsley was going to give up a PK. Mm-hmm. Like he came very close to it as well towards the end of the match. Let's. Uh, I, I want to take a break because I want to start talking about what will look like for this uh, playoff match um, a little bit. Even though I think we'll do it in a later episode. And there's a, f- a few questions, so let's take a brief break. <laughs> Here we go. It's the 55 One Podcast question time. Brandon DePilla says, TV rights, raise your hands if you can't watch the loons. I've been listening on the Score North app. So, yeah. Sorry, everyone. Uh, my, Get with the pirate my, my, my parents have a Comcast login. Yeah, my you can always for my in-laws. get uh, Mark's parents' uh, Comcast login. Um, you, can, uh, you can message Rodrigo for his special Zoom call. Um, or you can uh, wrap yourself in a bubble and uh, and come to the Black Heart. Uh, you know, it's, or, it's, or or you can you, you can become a Patreon subscriber and join our Slack channel and then get the Zoom call info. Man. Oh, there we go. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, it sucks. I'm I'm sorry. I'm glad that the team finally acknowledged it after getting like so much crap. But again, they didn't acknowledge it more than giving it a tweet. Um, Let's talk about because uh, Chase Hannon asked a question: the players will miss in the playoff game due to the international break. Break. We are going to see um, us go up against Colorado Rapids again um, for the seventeenth time this season, and uh, um, we are going to be missing Kai Kamara, Jan Gregush, uh, uh, Roman Metnier, and who am I missing? Robin Lud, right? Yes. Yes. Um, Oh yeah, there we go. You actually wrote this down. <laughs> no, I was um, like, they're in the notes. <laughs> I don't read your notes. Um, so that uh, that that makes a, a difficult uh, problem. It means that we need Thomas Chacon in the false nine position uh, that we were just talking about. But um, who's the biggest miss of this group? Lude. You think so? Hundred percent. I actually think Metnair because. I don't think Billingsley is up to the task of being an MLS like starting uh, in the playoffs. Well, you could, uh, you and could so put Hassani Dotson back there. Yeah, I mean you could, but I mean I'm just curious what our, our back line will look like because we talked about you know Debassi's better uh, center. I, are we going to do three center backs against Colorado? I, I'd be curious what our defensive setup will look like. Well, missing Metnair. I think that we know that 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 a good chunk of the team will be back fit. Who's injured, right? Uh, not obviously not Ikapara, but I think Ozzy might be ready. I don't know. Chase Gasper will, will be ready. Um, uh, you know, we'll we'll have Hassani back ready for a full ninety. I, I would assume and hope, mm-hmm. and so. Let me run through what I think would be the um, the lineup that they're going to run with, and you tell me if that's crazy or stupid. Um, Chase Gasper um, will have uh, Debasi Boxall, and then we'll have uh, Hassani Dotson at right back. Um, 
in center midfield, we'll have Ozzy and we will have Jacory Hayes. Uh, on and then in the attack, we'll have uh, Molino, Bebelo, Ethan Finley, Aaron Schoenfeld. I know we talked about what we would like to see in, of seeing what we just saw there, but we the, the what we saw tonight with Robin Lud in that false nine spot um, is. You know that that's a problem of you've got these four players. You want them on the pitch. You don't have anyone else to play striker. I think that they'll still go with Schoenfeld. But what what do you think of that lineup? It's too good. It's a great lineup. Fucking a West. It sucks. Oh, there we go. No, I I I wouldn't put. Like I think it honestly. I I don't I don't like Dodson as right back. So I think you you put. You you go with the the Corey Shrepel center backs and then you put um and then you put um the Basi either on the right or left or depending on Chase and then you 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 want if I want Dotson I want him in the middle somewhere, right? And so or up or up there. Like you 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 play around with that aspect of it. As long as you have as long as you have Molino, as long as you have um as long as you have Bebelo and Molino and and people making runs, I, I think that's that that's a doable aspect of it. That's doable. I just you want don't like know. A I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think Hayes, Hayes could be your eight. And, and if I, I don't honestly don't think Ozzy's going to come back. To be honest. Um. I, I, well, hold on. Go hold ahead, on. Wes. I, I I I my position is you don't change your formation uh, to match. Um, to match a, a problem that you have. You go with the team, especially if you've got someone who can legit, reasonably um, play a role there. Um, th- that's the, this is the Calvo fallacy. Um, <laughs> uh, and so I, I think I would like to see them do. Name the last put, time Dotson had a good game as a right back. He's only played, I think when, he Matt, when, when, when Matt Mayer was out at, uh, at, at AFCON, I thought he, I thought he was pretty decent. No, did, but, didn't uh, Dotson play right back uh, down in Orlando during the tournament? It wasn't Met Nero for a match. Yeah, he looked was, fine. But um, he wants to, he wants to get too far forward. That's the problem. I think the the real problem is that I I don't think that we should that the team should change itself just because it has a, a small problem there. Um, but uh, actually, that's my only that's my only point. I I would. <laughs> I, I would say, like, what, what, if, if we were keeping a four, two, three, one, I would, or whatever you want to call it, like, box on aha as center backs. Um, I, yeah, I would, I, I kind of like the idea um, from Rodrigo where it's like, if Chase is in, put Debassi over on the right, let him play there, see what happens. Um, you want a left footed fullback center, you want a left footed center back playing right fullback instead hey. of Hassani Dotson? Hey, let's even I think that's a bad idea. Let's let's yeah, Mark try has it. bad let's, ideas let's, and he thinks uh-huh. it's a bad idea. I want I want my inverted I want my inverted right back. That's what I want. <laughs> I, okay. All right. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm full of shit. Uh, no, I think I think Dotson is right back is is the the best option to slot somebody into the system. Can still sign um, DeAndre Yedlin. Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, um, well, I think what we had Marlon Hairston there for one match at some point. I'm like, that's right. throw, I don't trash want, that. I definitely don't trash want to see that. that. Um, Do not put that. Don't here, put James Musa there. Put dots in there. Yeah. Um, what about what about the attack? Uh, um, or central midfield. It's hard to say if if Ozzy's going to be there. Um, if if Ozzy's not there and you're missing an Ozzy shaped hole and a Roman Metinier shaped hole, you've got a real problem. Then you have. Hassani, you would want next to Jacori. Um, yeah, I agree with you, that. You you don't have a, a legit um, uh, s- central midfield. I don't want Marlon Harrison next to Jacori. That is like, oh my god! I'd rather I'd rather Mar- Marlon Harrison at right back. That's like than... melted butter. That's like a. That's like I'm gonna dip my lobster. <laughs> or or, in or, or that play shit. one of the play one of the. Did any of the new kids and any of them play play uh, play right back? Kevin Partita, uh, other position is what it's Yeah, listed. no, you can put uh, Noah Billingsley there, totally. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and and then do you, do you put do you put Raheem up top instead of Schoenfeld? I mean, Heath won't. He won't. He won't. He won't even put him on the bench. I think Raheem would could be cool in that role, but no, he's not going. Raheem to. was playing bingo tonight. Just totally, totally <laughs> left out. Just at the he's, at a meet, he's at a meet, he's at a meat raffle. 
<laughs> I haven't gone back to Jack since he did like the smack my head like thing on Twitter. Has he gotten in the line? Actually, since then? shake my head. Shake uh, my head, whatever it is. Um, yes, he did because he then mm-hmm. in the um, what's the game where we got the own goal? Ab- it was against the uh, uh, Columbus Crew. Colorado. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Abubakar got that um, own goal, and Raheem made that fantastic run. Raheem had like a, a freaking great fifteen minutes or whatever he played. I, I don't, I don't get this. Like it is. Completely unfathomable to me. I don't know if he like uh, if he actually is injured. He was not on an, any injury list. I saw today. I kind of uh, messaged a few people to be like, "Am I missing something here?" Um, I could have asked the team directly, but none of them want to talk to me. Um, and so it's 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 bizarre. I don't know. I should message Raheem himself and be like, "What the hell's going on, buddy?" Uh, but he doesn't know who the hell I am. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I think Raheem's interchangeable. So why is Jap Stam? And I think that's what yeah. they're looking for, you know, someone who can who can be diagonal and vertical, and and that's that's what he's done. I mean, he's he's great energy, and I think he's got rapport with Finley. But his um, DMs. Are I don't. Open. I don't. I don't see. I don't. I don't see like 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 how that's that's Shit, gonna work. Put if put, put him anywhere put else. Raheem at right back. What if? Yeah. Well, Raheem has played left back. Um. But um. What if I? You 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 kind of said this, Corey. What if I pretend to be Yapstam? Yeah, and and then like message Raheem, <laughs> be like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Raheem, just just look, you know, just just I don't know what trim trim a little bit of your facial hair and just brood. I got to suck in my cheeks. I've gotten fat. Yeah, get get yeah. a little gaunt. I'm a uh, yapstam. I do. I believe that is, this is the way he talks. I have not uh, actually ever heard him talk, but uh, you know. Um. So yeah, I am from um, Europe. Uh, that's my vague Europe voice. <laughs> okay. Let's never hear that again. This podcast is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why anyone listens to this stupid shit. Okay. Um uh I do so are there any other questions? Do do you guys have any any other um things you want to talk about? We don't know when we're playing yet. I mean, you'll know before this. Um we think it's or we know it's the weekend of the 24th. 21st, 22nd, or 24th. I would imagine we're based on the billing of, you know, we're playing Colorado. I could imagine us playing that Wednesday Prime game time. on the 24th, the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're smart, you would put this game at the 2 p.m., something like daytime. Otherwise, people are going to die. Not the 9 p.m. Uh, Sunday. That's oh, it's a 9 sure. p.m. night. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll call it a COVID cup, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. So um, we are going to come back next week with our uh, with our kind of award show for the regular season. We're going to go back. We're coming up with some great uh, um, awards, including I want to give the preview, but I don't actually um, have it pulled up. And so we are looking for uh, any nominations for categories that that people think we should talk about. Um, you know, one of the categories. Let me let me pull this up now. Um, one of the awards is the Jermaine Taylor Endowed Chair for a Veteran who inexplicably gets young players' minutes and then gets released at the end of the year. So we've got that one. Um, we've got the Thomas Chacon Award for player whose position within the club most clearly club most clearly reveals the fundamental problem of the club. Um, we've got the Jeff Reuter Memorial Award for player who came and will likely go and will show up three years from now when Jeff comes on the podcast to tell us some weird story about how that player ended up at the Loons in the first place. Uh, biggest bust, toughest SOB on the pitch. Um, if you have any categories that you want to uh, throw out there, let us know. Um, also, things like best goal of the season, best pass of the season, if you have those, um, you can DM me um, or whatever. It helps me because I, li- you know on this podcast I have no memory. I don't remember what anything happened. Um, we're going to go to our Slack channel, our, our, our Patreon people, and kind of uh, try to put together a, a short list there. And then uh, you can come up with the categories. We decide because we are the geniuses and, uh, and we create the awards um but uh yeah so anyway um oh i should say this the u.s plays wales this thursday 1 45 p.m so blackheart uh, of st paul will have that there you can watch uh christian pulisic and like all the 17 year olds that adam bells on the scuffed podcast talks about and uh 
I never knew existed until I, uh, I, I listened to this week's uh, Scuffed podcast. And uh, and then they've got a game, I think, on Monday as well. Uh, but, you know, International Week. So, cool. Thanks, everyone. Who, who do Peru, Peru play this week? They got a big friendly they're playing? I don't know. Great. Good talk. All right, everyone. Thanks. <laughs> It's a podcast. Um, we'll talk to you all soon. Thanks so much. Oh, ooh, they, play, ooh, they play Chile on Friday. I know. Are you yep, fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to see if Corey. Do you even, pick do it you up? even like Peru? <laughs> just like yeah, I, don't know. I just like Pisco. I'm not, yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. It, it's the it's the uh, Pacific War um, reenactment game. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Adios. All right. We'll see you later, guys. <laughs>